0: I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. After hours, have you ever found that right when your doctor's office closes, that's when you need to seek care? Or maybe you've been sick all day and you finally got a moment to yourself and you want to go check things out and yet you can't get in to see your doctor. If your kids are sick, you have to try and figure out when can you take off from work to take them to see their regular doctor. Well, it's not like this never happens. And so as a result of what seemed to be an increasing demand for after hours care, Queen's Medical Center West has decided to establish a pediatric after-hours clinic. And it's certainly been a huge success so far. Today we have Dr. Kristen Fernandez. She's going to talk to, talk to us a little bit more about what sorts of conditions might they be able to treat and how does this get coordinated with the regular doctors of a lot of kids so that they're not kept out of the loop, so that everybody knows what's going on, and we can take care of people at the most convenient time as possible for them. Dr. Kristen, welcome to The Body Show. Thank you. Now, when we think about after hours centers, you know, sometimes people think if it's an emergency, you rush to the emergency room. If it's after hours and your doctor's office is closed, you kind of stuck with, got to wait until tomorrow, and for a lot of parents who have kids, that might not be the most convenient thing to do if they have to go to work or if they have job meetings or responsibilities. hasn't there always been a need for an after hours clinic
1: well absolutely we we have a huge need on the west side especially because we have parents who are commuting in the evening really don't get home from work in town until you know close to seven p m and then they discover oh my child said you know once they've picked pick them up from the sitter or grandma's house, they've been sick for a couple hours and they can't easily take off work the next day. So we have we've seen, first of all, that these patients are going to our emergency room at Queens, West Oahu, and it's not the greatest use of resources. And frankly, we want to make it very pleasant for families not having to sit in an emergency waiting room. For these types of issues, they might be able to come in and out within 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Uh, So, this is really um, a place where, you know, it's, it's, we see things that your primary care doctor would see. It's just that we're open later. Um, And so, that's really. What patients should think about when they're thinking about, well, is this something that we should go to the after-hours center for or the ER? Is just consider, would you go and see your primary care doctor about this issue tomorrow if you were able to?
0: So it's not necessarily like, hey, I need a school physical, and I've waited until 8 p.m., and now I have to have this done. Because that would probably be best done by your child's pediatrician who knows them very well. Absolutely.
1: Because those... Those are, um, we don't do actually any well well child care in our clinic. It is just for acute care because it's not just the physical exam and the forms that you need filled out. It's all the other stuff that goes along with a primary care well child check, which, you know, for younger children, seat belts and car seats and um, for uh, older children, You know, what are their, what have they been hospitalized for? What are their prior injuries? You know, have they re-injured this ankle? Um, That sort of thing. So you need a lot of history that really should be left for your continuity doctor. So we're
0: not talking about replacing pediatricians or primary care docs. We're talking about making the availability greater for those conditions for which you could probably not have to wait in an ER for a few hours. You know, the way things happen in emergency rooms is that it's first come, first serve, but sickest always jumps the line. So if there's a trauma, if there's a heart attack patient, if there's something going on, then sickest goes first. And sometimes that means you could wait for hours and, you know, it's not like there's ever any sick people in ER waiting rooms, you can catch a lot of bugs from there. I'm just saying, it's not intentional, but people are coughing all over the place. So in an effort to try and expand access, not replace, but in addition to, they've established a pediatric after-hours clinic. Now, you know, I'm familiar with adults. I see mainly adults. And I know that a lot of places, you know, Straub in particular has had an urgent access, they call it. So in that particular case, it's sort of if your regular doctor can't see you, if you need something after hours, we're going to provide this after hours clinic for certain conditions. It's been fairly successful. Some other places have actually closed theirs. But I think that in general... The after-hours ability of people to get care, you know, is is ideal. I mean, I'm a physician, and if I needed to go see a doctor, I would have to take time off of my job to go do so, unless there was this after-hours capacity. So I would imagine that you see a lot of things that you know people would see their regular doctors for in this case pediatrics see their see their pediatrician what would be the most common things that you see in the after hours clinic I can probably guess based on adults but tell me what it is in pediatrics cuz well, that's kind of one of my weak We spots.
1: open during winter so I have seen a lot of respiratory infections we've seen a lot of flu uh, it's been in the news, our flu cases, even patients, some of them who have been vaccinated have come in. Uh, we can test for flu, uh, get that uh, rapidly done through uh, the lab uh, with use of the PCR. We have um, patients who are coming in with asthma exacerbations, croup. Um, so mostly um, the majority of our visits have been respiratory cyst- uh, uh diseases because we've opened up in January. But we also see sprains, strains. We've had patients with fractures, and so we've splinted them. We've had, you know, different traumatic injuries. So, you know, smash the toe, nail hanging off, got to do a digital block and and, um, basically uh, secure that toenail back down. We've uh, had um, concussions. Um, You know, we just had a big soccer tournament this Uh, YPO soccer (laughs) complex this past weekend. So we've seen a number of injured children from those games. Um, So closed head injury, uh, fractures, and sprains.
0: So let's talk a little bit about flu for a moment. Because one of the things that I think is unique, (laughs) surprisingly, I can't do it in my own office, but I think after-hours clinics can do, is that you guys actually probably have the same machine that I know other places do, where you can do a nasal swab,
1: do a test, get the answer in like 15 minutes. Well, we... Maybe twenty. We actually that so Sophia machine, great machine. We don't utilize that because we've seen that we can get the answer from our lab DLS in thirty forty minutes. So, so we, you get
0: like immediate. So if you think right, you have do the, 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 the flu, PCR.
1: Yep, you go,
0: you get swabbed, and while you're waiting, you will have the answer: flu or non-flu. Right. Now, if you're if you're a, a kid in a family, and there's a bunch of other kids in the family, that bit of information could be really important for. Everyone else in the household. Yes. yes. Because if the other kids, they're all playing together, they might need to be swabbed and or treated if they get symptoms. Yes. Or even prophylactically we've had, treated.
1: We've had ones that come in and say, you know, grandma's in the hospital right there at Queens West. And, you know, she's got... A lot of medical problems that she's hospitalized and she's tested positive for flu A. Grandma lives with us. So then the rest of the family needs to have right? that Right. So evaluated. when the two-year-old gets sick, right, they, they head on in. So absolutely, we've had um, uh, a number of, of those kind of cases as well.
0: Now, strep throat, you can also get answer pretty quickly mm-hmm. so if you think that it might be strep, which is much more common in the pediatric population than it would be in the adult population, you could actually get swabbed and get an answer immediately. Do you have this or not, and the reason why, and I usually tell folks is that you know there 's a whole bunch of other things that can cause sore throats, but the only one that has long term consequences if it 's not treated correctly is strep throat. Mm-hmm. So the reason why we don't see rheumatic fever these days, in fact, I don't know if you've ever seen a case of rheumatic fever. I I can't say that I have with acute rheumatic fever is because we treat strep throat. So we don't see it progress into these other consequences any further. Right. And so making sure you know, is it strep or not is pretty important.
1: Mm-hmm. Very important consequences. I've seen a number of cases of post-strep glomerulonephritis. So that's a uh, A kidney, kidney problem, problem uh, from strep, and also uh, acute rheumatic fever. We actually have, um, we you know, not here in this setting in the clinic I'm talking about, um, not so far, but we I have s- definitely seen that in our population here in Hawaii.
0: Not something you want to get. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio hearing about pediatric after-hours care. Where can you get it and how can this be helpful, particularly if you're a parent of a child and you don't find out they're sick until later in the evening? I'm here with Dr. Kristen Fernandez. and When we come back, we're going to talk some more about common things that can occur, reasons why you would want to get it checked out now as opposed to waiting until the next day. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Kristen Fernandez. She is helping run the Queens Medical Center West Pediatric After Hours Clinic. And this is a unique opportunity for parents, particularly on the west side, to have their child seen for common illnesses if it's after hours and their pediatrician's office is closed. As a practicing internist, I know sometimes, you know, Just because somebody says they need to come in that day, you might not even have openings the next day. So sometimes there is a delay. And yet in certain circumstances, the sooner you treat it, the better. I'm sure, Dr. Kristen, you've seen some of the same things as well over your many years in practice. Yes. Yes. What would be something that you really shouldn't wait the next day for? So, you know, you talked a little bit earlier about things that kind of grossed me out a little bit. That's all right. Fingernails, toenails (laughs) hanging off and, you know, blood gushing from somewhere. So, you know, if there is something that's bleeding and it won't stop, you got to get it checked out. And in fact, where your site is, if you felt like it was something that you guys couldn't handle, you could always have them go to the emergency room after that.
1: It is. It is a walk across the parking lot. And we've had to do that uh, in a few cases already. Uh, so I've, it's a
0: safe place to start if you're not sure, because if the staff can't handle it, they know how to help get you more appropriate care. Mm-hmm. So a good first stop if you're not sure, check it out, see if they can handle that. Mm-hmm. So what would be something I'd want to take care of tonight rather than waiting until tomorrow?
1: Well, certainly respiratory distress. As I but said, you we not breathe. so many respiratory infections and a lot of asthmatics. And, you know, in this day and age, it's Amazing, but we still have horrible morbidity and mortality from asthma, status asthmaticus, and in it's very hard for parents because uh, it looks different um, it, by age group. You know, they might not recognize a grunt, for example, that a baby makes that uh, 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 sound in in, in breathing, um, and so you know, it's 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 something I think it's it's harder because it's not. Uh, the parent experiencing themselves, uh, you know, when you or I have respiratory distress, we are using all our muscles and we're elevating our shoulders, and we might not be able to talk, but that's not gonna not gonna happen. You're not gonna be seeing that in an infant, and so these are things if you if. Baby seems to be breathing fast, funny, any color change. Those are things you want to react right away and go to an urgent care or an emergency room. So if if there's a
0: breathing issue, if you're not sure, if there's a question of illness, better to get it checked out than to wait. wait. Mm
1: -hmm. And we can be, and and then at least you'd be reassured, right? We've had first-time parents who come in and they just say, my baby, something's wrong with the way my baby's breathing. And it could be something very benign that they're just not... Not used to, and it could be something that's worrisome. So,
0: and like sprains and things like that, if you could wrap it up yourself and and everything's fine, okay. But if you're not sure, if you're worried that it might be fractured, you guys can do X-rays on site there.
1: Yes, yes, we and have get results X-ray then. capability. Yep, and ultrasound. So we these are studies that you don't need prior auth from an insurance company for. We have the ability to do those. So if you if you are worried and it could be a fracture, you can do the x-ray. And then if it's
0: not fractured, you know that you could have your son or daughter go to school if necessary, or maybe stay home if you need to, crutches, et cetera. So there's ways that you can get that
1: information. Mm-hmm. So I've had fractures that I've gone ahead and splinted, and then I set up an appointment with... I'm so excited about the uh, the partnerships that have come out of the Pediatric After Hours Center. Dr. Rachel Cole, she's one of the peds sports medicine docs out at queen's west and so she'll follow up our patients um she's offered to do that we have a number of the orthopedic physicians who have who are with queens as well who have offered to follow up our patients so we've splinted them if there's any question i'm not sure about the x-ray which can happen sometimes in kids because they can have growth plate uh injuries so it can be underappreciated initially Um, then we go ahead and and splint that patient.
0: So the nice thing you just mentioned is the next question was, how do people follow up? So if you have a problem, particularly if it's an orthopedic injury, there is already a set up way that that particular child could be seen by an orthopedic specialist the next day or the following few days if necessary. Mm -hmm. So you've already made that connection. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And that is one, one thing I think that's a little bit different. So we are all pediatric providers. So in urgent cares, you know, they have different setups for um, urgent cares. And our, our facility is really not an urgent care. It has features of actually urgent care and primary care office. And so we're sort of an in-between, very new entity. In the beginning, we had to even have talks with HMSA about how this is all going to work, you know. But this really build like a primary care clinic. So we've had patients who are completely uninsured and, you know, they're self-paying. And so their visits are, you know, in the $70 range. But we, so this is really cost-wise like a primary care visit with a few other things that we can do like x-ray and uh, laboratory values that we get back in 30 or 40 minutes. So it's very nice. Um, uh, And, and, you know, I, I feel... I feel really good about it in terms of the use of resources, and i what, I love this aspect of being because we 're you know pretty close knit community the pediatric pediatricians on Oahu. you know I can call these pediatric providers and say you know dr so and so, your patient came in. this was my impression you know i, I and actually i've had conversations with them that by the end of the conversation, sort of one of the differential diagnoses has sort of risen to the top because, you know, we're sharing information. And so um, I think that's just nice to have a, a, you know, communication between pediatricians.
0: Well, and you just mentioned a couple of key things I want to highlight. The first is there's really only one requirement, and that is That you be a pediatric patient. I mean, it doesn't matter if you have insurance or not insurance, they will work with you. And a lot of the stuff that's done would be the same as if it was in your pediatrician's office. As long as you are pediatrics, you could come. So tell me, what are the age groups of pediatrics?
1: Right, so 0 to 17. So
0: 0 to 17 and like seventeen and three hundred and sixty four days, like if you just turned eighteen you 're out
1: you know I have seen some eighteen year olds i 'm actually internal medicine and pediatric, so right, I you have, do both i have um, I have seen eighteen year olds especially because they Uh, They might still technically
0: see their pediatrician. They they
1: do. Right. They do. Or um, they may, you know, be the size of... So I've had some patients who have complex uh, medical conditions, and they're really, you know, uh, they may be uh, 18 years old, but size of a 14-year-old or 15-year-old. So, um, you know, as many pediatric medications are weight-based, we have a number of things that we do differently as pediatricians, so it's very appropriate to come for those
0: patients. So the only requirement is that you're pediatrics. Right. Okay. And so the other thing you mentioned is that you will often work with the assigned pediatrician of that particular individual. So, you know, one of the concerns that a lot of folks may have is, well, if I go see the after hours clinic, how will my doctor know the next day? And there's ways that we can communicate that. There's portals of where we can send information, so it's it's never really just an entity by itself. That information can be shared easily and successfully with the regular pediatrician to keep them all part of the team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's done routinely. Mm-hmm. Now, would there be anything that you wouldn't be able to handle? I mean, I guess you mentioned a couple of times you would send someone over sure. to the emergency room. What would be that kind well, of a scenario? A fracture
1: that is clearly a deformity. I mean, that's going to likely need reduction. So, and likely sedation in a child, right? So that means that we don't have the ability to do IV um maybe that will be a direction we go someday but we don't have a registered nurse we utilize medical assistants and then the providers APRNs and MDs so we're not set up for example for example to do if the child is very dehydrated we that would be an A time where I've had to send the patient to the emergency room because I would like that child to have a bolus. So the urine output is, you know, all of a sudden you've gone from eight diapers to one diaper, mom says, and it was very light the entire day. That might be a child that would benefit from a bolus. I'm not able to do that in the clinic. Clearly, a deformity. I mean, in children, um, their bones might need to be reset and realigned. If it so looks
0: we, funny and it's not the same on the right, or as it's it is a on fracture
1: left, that's open, that's a problem. Right, a bone poking out. That's okay. a child who's going to. Now need... I'm freaking out. Okay,
0: <laughs> if you've got a bone poking out, looking at you, yeah, that's not good. So a little bit more than urgent, or than an urgent care scenario. Right. Or after needs, hours clinic, that
1: child is going to need sedation right? To put it back in alignment.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. That's why I'm not in an ER. I think I've become a bit of a wimp over the years. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Kristen Fernandez. We're talking about pediatric after hours clinic and how this is going to be an essential part of working to take care of all patients here on Oahu, but particularly those of the pediatric age group at hours that are most convenient for both parents for patients, and for pediatricians. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about other common reasons why this could be a great way to help provide extra care if your child is sick. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Hawaii Pacific University and
1: Ulupono Initiative.
0: Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with my pediatric friend, Dr. Kristen Fernandez. Now, she works at the Pediatric After Hours Center at Queens West. And you mentioned you do pediatrics and adults. So you just couldn't choose. You decided to do both. You just love
1: it all. Loved it all. Went into medical school, thought I'd be a pediatrician and then loved the scope of internal medicine. So ended up doing combined. There are maybe about 80 programs for combined internal medicine and pediatrics. So we have other med-peds physicians here in Hawaii.
0: And, I mean, I give you credit because... You know, right now, the scope of internal medicine is required to be 18 and over. You know, on rare circumstances, will I see a 17-year-old with mom or dad's permission? Usually mom or dad are my patient, and they want me to see their son <laughs> or daughter. So it's pretty easy to get their permission. Um, but, you know, there are, there's a whole subset of, of people who, you know, they might have gone away to college. So 18, they go away to college, they come back. They've never seen an adult doctor. And so they might be 21, still seeing Pediatrics. I know some pediatricians say they will see people up to 25 or whatever age group that they choose. So that there there are some variations in what we do here in the islands, actually across the mainland as well. But, you know, the biggest thing that I would see would be such a niche would be, you know, you've got kids that are sick. You've got parents that are working. They come home. They go to pick up their child. Someone's sick. They can't take off from work the next day. They've got several other kids that have to go to school. This sounds like it is ideal for that scenario where they can get excellent quality care after the routine office hours and have that team approach coordinated with their regular pediatrician and have it all in one place. Mm -hmm. So now we talked about things you can't see. If you're looking at bones, go to an ER. If you're (laughs) severely dehydrated and you might need something like IV fluids, that would probably be more emergency room setting. But we talked about respiratory infections. Are there other situations, you know, like GI illnesses, that this would be a great opportunity to get care and figure out what to do without having to wait until the next day? What are some other things that you guys see?
1: Well, we've seen abdominal pain and really teasing out, you know, is this a recurrent issue? Is this really an acute thing? Um, But we have the ability to do x-ray and ultrasound. So we can, a lot of times in children, you know, you, we, for example, we, in our clinic, we are not doing CT scans. Uh, this is a prior auth authorization kind of study. You would go to your ER. Um, so a CT scan would be pretty routine in an adult um, who has appendicitis, for example. In kids, you know, we try to avoid radiation. So sometimes we go ahead and get a, you may see... Ultrasound right in fact ultrasound? It actually could even be an x-ray, x-ray results, actually you can, sure. a, sure. you can see a you can see a stone in appendicolith a stone in the appendix so we so these are studies that we we can do in our in our uh, uh, and center. you get results
0: pretty quickly mm-hmm. the idea being that if you have a problem you get an ultrasound or an x-ray you can get results within a short period of time and then not wonder and say do I wait and get results in a couple of days or
1: something along those lines. Right. We've had patients who come in and there's clearly a cellulitis, so like a soft tissue infection. infection you can appreciate, a, you know, a skin infection. But then you're wondering, you know, is there a pocket of pus there? And we can go ahead and get an ultrasound to see if there's an abscess, a pocket of pus below that. So, um, Which might change
0: the antibiotics or change what you do to fix it. Right. there's a reason to do it, it might actually change how you
1: manage that. Right, and we're equipped to... Um, go ahead and do an incision and drainage. So cut that open and drain it and anesthetize the area. So um, those are some of the the procedures we've offered in our clinic.
0: So essentially anything that your regular pediatrician could do, plus a couple of extras, you know, Mm -hmm. incisions and drainage and that sort of stuff, you could potentially have done in the pediatric after hours clinic. And it makes me wonder, you guys have only been open since January. It's, you know the middle of March or so, how how, how many patients do you think you're going to wind up seeing? And do we need to make more of you?
1: Should we well, clone so, you? So.
0: Uh, can we have
1: more of you around? So far, we've had probably around 250, probably a little bit more than that um, since our opening on January 9th. It uh, started off slower. And then as the word got out, a lot of, you know, word of mouth, um, as well, uh, we've been doing some outre- outreach where we're uh, visiting some of the community doctors who might not know about us yet. But we did invite them even before we opened to have uh, give us you know feedback, give us some um, input about what they expected from us, how could we help them. So we've we've involved the uh, the people in our immediate area, but you know we've seen actually patients from. Kailua coming out to the Ko'olina Lagoons for the day. I mean, we've just seen really island-wide families, so it's been pretty exciting.
0: Well, and again, I think it's, it's ideal. You know, I know that there have been a couple of times when I have uh, had to help out our urgent, urgent access clinic at Straub, and I, I don't see kids. And so if I'm partnered with someone who does, that's ideal, because then the kids can be seen. And if I'm partnered with someone who doesn't, and it's rare that I that I am in this position, we've We've staffed it with people who have the ability to see both uh, kids and adults, but it's so ideal for someone who who has this need after hours to get this level of care and to know that it's provided. I mean, it's it's almost like why we didn't do this before. <laughs> what took us so long, Kristen? How did we not know about this?
1: <laughs> it feels like that a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's been really, I, I, I really appreciate the staff we have, we we. Brought together a terrific um, cadre of people, uh, some peds ER experience, some uh, like myself, uh, internal medicine peds and family practice, uh, He's got family a great practice team. with a background, also a fellowship train, family practice, fellowship train in sports medicine. I mean, this is a, just a, you know, we're looking for great fits uh, for this setting and it's, it's been very it. valuable.
0: You found it. You've got the sportsman in addition. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, there's nothing you haven't covered, I'll tell you. But it's uh, to me, it's just such a great service, and it also allows that flexibility because emergencies often don't happen exactly when the emergency room is open or when they don't have anyone waiting. So it sounds like it's a great fit. Could people call to find out is that a particular condition that they could be seen for? Could they call the clinic first and mm-hmm. say, hey, I don't see bone, but it looks funny could I come for the following? And then you guys might be able to tell them
1: good fit or not. Right. We are same-day appointments and walk in, So people have called when we open at 5 o'clock, maybe make an appointment for 6.15 or something so like that. So they could do that
0: too. Say, hey, I think I'm going to get there by around 6.15 mm-hmm. or so. And then you actually put them on the schedule. Am I right? Yes. Well, I got to tell you, I think it's fantastic, and I want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us and telling us about this pediatric after-hours clinic. Dr. Kristen Fernandez, thanks for sharing your expertise with us today.
1: Thank you, Kathleen.
0: If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on our podcast, whypublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. Our engineer is David Chong. Our executive producer, Beth Ann Koslovich. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and we will see you next week on Monday when we talk more about health and fitness. We'll see you then.